welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hi, everybody. This is Ali Ciardo, and today I'm talking with Emily Jenks from Emily Jenks Photography in San Francisco. And we are going to get into just growing your business. And I'm, I'm really excited to share and to hear Emily's story because it sounds like it's a really exciting story. Um, so I always like to start there, Emily. Give me your background of how you kind of in a roundabout way ended up starting your photography business. And then we'll get more into how you built the photography business after that. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, I started my photography business about a year and a half ago. Um, I was taking pictures, you know, I started like taking pictures of my kids with a real camera on my Nikon D750. Um, one day I was, I asked my husband, I was like, do you think I'm good enough to like take pictures of other people's kids? (laughs) Um, and he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Um, I was really like, I loved my coworkers and I, and everything, but I was unhappy with my job. I'm also an attorney um, and I worked for a law firm. Um, So I was starting to look for other career, like my next move, basically. So yeah, that's how I started. I was like, let's just try it. Okay. So then you were, you were kind of already good at the technical side because you were taking pictures of your kids. I'm guessing, right? You had been interested enough to yeah, I had a camera since I was like 10 years old. Um, so I've always loved photography. Um, I took like a cl- class or two in college, like the dark room. It was, so, it was my happy place, <laughs> playing with black and white photos in the dark room. Um, but yeah, so, but, I, you know, I had my iPhone stage where I was like, oh, all I need is my iPhone. And then I was like, nope, I really need a good camera. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. And then are you still a lawyer? Are you still a practicing lawyer? Or are you focused mostly on photography now? Uh, probably like 98% photography. I've taken on a couple clients since this whole COVID-19 thing happened. Good and- plan. Good <laughs> idea. <laughs> yes. Hopefully both my like photography clients, but they knew I was an attorney. So they're like, oh, hey, I'm like, can you help me draft a contract? I'm starting a new business since I have time now. Um, that kind of stuff or immigration stuff. So, okay, yeah, it's not a bad idea to di- diversify yeah. right now. So that's good that you have both skills. Okay, yeah. so you had the skills and who were your first clients who actually, I don't know, first, maybe who were the first people you photographed? And then I don't know if they were also the first people to pay you. But if not, who were the first people to pay you? Um, so, okay. So the first person I photographed, so when I had that conversation with my husband, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try it out with like a stranger. Well, but you know, she was a friend, like Instagram friends. So I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, you know, we've never met in person, but you know, we've been talking for a while. And would you like to be my model? Because I was hoping to be like a photographer someday. Um, and she's like, okay. So I, she was my first, you know, client, but she didn't pay me. Um, even though she offered nicely, I was like, no, there's no way (laughs) I'm not deserving. Um, but then I really loved it. So I was like, okay. Um, and after that, I lined up a couple more people like friends slash acquaintances to practice on. But in the meantime, um, I, the first person that booked me was through Yelp. And I threw out a number that like, I didn't think anybody will book me for. <laughs> At that time it was 275. I still remember and that's pretty cheap for San Francisco. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I didn't have anything set up like, and she was like, yeah, I want to book you. I'm like, really? What? <laughs> so I texted my friend, that's a photographer. And I was like, what do I do? Somebody wants to pay me. I don't even know what to do. And she's like, 
create a PayPal account. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my first paying client. Okay, wait, um, but- question. As a lawyer, yes. did, you, did you draft a contract for your first paying client? Yes. <laughs> I think I even had contracts for my model. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to make sure I could share and all that. Um, so yeah, I definitely had that. I think yes, but I didn't know how anybody could like pay me money. <laughs> now that uh, yeah, but anyways, um, so luckily that shoot was like a month away, so I was like, okay, I need more practice before you know somebody actually pays me. So I had another um client, uh, she was looking for a photographer on a Facebook group, and I said, oh, well, I can I can do it, and then I don't think I you know set a price on there, but. Um, when she messaged me, I was like, yeah, $75. And she was like, oh, okay, great. Like that's super cheap in San Francisco. <laughs> so yeah. So I think after that, I started going up like $25 at a time till I reached that $275 client that I was <laughs> anticipating. And yeah. So how did you build, did you feel like you had built your confidence by the time you got to that session? Decently. So it was a completely new location. So, you know, that's always scary. Um, I visited the location before, um, but San Francisco, like it weather is so unpredictable with the fog and they wanted the bridge in the back. But if it's foggy, like it's you just can't even see the bridge. So, of course, that morning it was super foggy. Oh, great. <laughs> and, you know, for some reason, I thought that was my fault. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, well, we can't see the bridge, but, <laughs> but no, they were really nice. So yeah, I don't know how they found me or, or they found me on Yelp, but I don't know why they decided to book me, but she was nice. <laughs> so do you have a policy now, like a fog policy or is it in your contract to like, be like, if fog happens, fog happens. I should put it in my contract, but no, um, I usually just kind of give them like a week before I send them a prep email saying, you know, this is what to expect. And then I do mention like, well, in case of fog, what would you like to do? Because I mean, I live in the city, so it's not too, like I can number one see if there's fog or not. Um, and it's not that big of a deal to me if somebody cancels, um, you know, it's like, OK, well, now I get to be home. <laughs> so it's not that big. Of, so like for me, like rescheduling is very flexible. Um, and clients appreciate that flexibility too. Um, but yeah, if in, in case of fog, I just give them an option. Like, do you still want to go forward? You know, it's a charm of San Francisco. Or um, I'll let you know like two hours ahead of time, like if it's foggy or not. Yeah. Take our chances. yeah. Well, I kind of do the same thing here. Fog is not an issue so much as just a lot of cloudy days or rain. Yeah. And so I know some photographers are like, we're going to go forward no matter what, we're going to do it. But I actually will email them if A, if the wind is over 10 knots, because 10 knots is like, that's a lot of wind. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be really, really cloudy, or obviously if it's going to be raining. And so rain, I usually just reschedule. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, I actually do give them the option to reschedule because I do, it's not like I'm doing portraits every night of the week. And so it's pretty Mm -hmm. easy to like shift them around and make it work. And I would rather deliver to them what they expect or at least set expectations and be like, hey, you know, if it's windy and your hair's all over the place, like I'm not a magician. That is just what it is. (laughs) You can pull your hair back or put a lot of hairspray, but that's it. So it's kind of like I'm setting expectations and saying, if you go forward with it, just know it's not going to be what you see here. You're not going to get golden hour or we can reschedule. So I feel good about that for what I, you know, for what I'm Me charging. Too. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, I don't know about what for what I'm charging, but it just like, you know, it, and it saves me like the pain of having to edit a session that I'm just not hundred percent like happy about or like what I'm, that I'm going to 
like they're I'm afraid that they're gonna hate it you know so I'd rather just be like hey it's gonna be foggy or yeah like windy is also another thing um like like <laughs> your hair is gonna just go all over the place I've said <laughs> that I'm not photoshop I can't photoshop every single photo right yeah <laughs> I can say that like I can do a few but I'm just not gonna be able to do all of them <laughs> I say that I really got context when I started sailing because like racing sailboats because I'm not a good sailor yeah. and it like I don't know, at like 10 knots, I'm pretty much going to fall in the water, which isn't that windy. It is pretty windy for hair. So I yeah. know like if I'm going to be in the water, your hair is definitely going to be in your face. So that's good. Yeah. That's like that was the first time I started to realize like, oh, wind. Wind is like just as big of a factor depending on where you are. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Um, let's get into <laughs> you wanted to share with everybody today some of your tips for getting your first 10 paying clients. And you kind of shared a little bit about how you started out and got your first few clients. But let's get into that. How do you recommend whether, okay, let's, let's look at it two ways. A lot of listeners are newer to photography and they're looking to get started. A lot of listeners are very established and do, I see that, you know, on Instagram and just the, my feed is amazing what I'm seeing. Um, they have great work already. So they might just be looking to book their next 10 paying clients, like looking to up their game, get some new ideas for marketing. So what can you share? What worked for you? What tips do you have? So I think my number one tip and what I heard from like a lot of people, maybe like a few months into my business was like, whoa, like you are everywhere. Like, <laughs> you know, they're like, I can't believe you've only been doing business for like, you know, a couple months or whatever, because I was everywhere. Like you just have to show up everywhere. <laughs> Meaning like, you know, I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Like I started a Pinterest account, um, but not only that, but like Facebook groups, like a lot of people are always looking for photographers and every single one I came across, I was like, I'm available. Like I can do this. Like even whether it's like, you know, a referral group or like a local, you know, wedding group um, or family group, like I just was everywhere. Did you ever get discouraged? I know groups like that in our area where people will say, hey, who has a recommendation for a family photographer or branding, whatever kind of photographer. And then there will be like a hundred comments right away. And does that discourage you or how do you make yourself, do you just, are you just doing it to be everywhere or do you feel like you're differentiating yourself when you're doing that? Definitely differentiating myself. Um, so like most of the time people just like drop a website or something, if you see my comments ever in these groups, like it's a paragraph <laughs> of like, you know, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. I would love to do this. Um, and I do have like a core of it already in my notes, like on my phone. So all I do is copy and paste. Um, I have one for like wedding. I have one for family. I have one for newborn. Um, so every time I see somebody like post something, I'm out these paragraphs it's basically copying and pasting like you know this is my website this is my Facebook this is my Instagram like you know you can DM me here or you can email me like it's a whole paragraph so like I will stand out um and then I also like you know definitely attach like a recent photo that I've taken that's relevant yeah so like you know if they are just scrolling they'll be like whoa what is your writing you know or like wow she really cares because I do like you know I like I am really genuinely excited and I still have you know passion for photography and especially now I'm so dying to go back out there no, <laughs> so we'll, we'll have yeah. to get into that so have you found do you think that you're getting I don't know it's not that you can compare yourself to others but are you you are obviously getting responses that way by including a little I bit am. more information yeah. 
Yeah. Do they say, oh, I noticed, like, you stood out because you took the time to write this? No, not, I don't know if anybody's ever, like, flat out said, oh, I, you know, decided to talk, talk to you because um, of this. But the fact that so so many people are saying, like, oh, everybody writes a comment and you just get lost. And I tend to get contacted by those people who are looking. So you know it's working. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, like, um, on, you know, Facebook groups, sometimes they're looking for recommendations and, like, a bunch of people are recommending, like, my pre- previous clients. Um, so that stands out, too. Like, once you get into a lot of clients especially if you're established, you know, I've never asked them to be like, hey, every time you see those posts, can you please recommend me? But I think it naturally happens because they probably see that I'm always commenting on those. So they're probably like, oh, oh, Emily, (laughs) tagging you Emily in this post. (laughs) I did find that just recently, I I almost never comment on those because I just feel like it always felt like a waste of time because there's so many. But recently someone posted one and it was more in the, it was like headshot, group headshot. It was very much in what I do. And so I was like, okay, because I have a page actually about this. So I didn't put a lot of details. What you're saying actually is great, but I did link specifically to that page that describes it where everybody else was linking to their sites where the image that would pop up would be like a newborn or something unrelated. And so I did that. And then I noticed down below a couple of my former clients did say, oh my gosh, yes, 100% Allie. And so I actually was contacted by that one. And I was like, all right, you know what? That's good. So yeah, that's good advice. Right fit, right fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in my drafts that I have on my notes, like, you know, I always link to my portfolio, but it is like specific, like newborn portfolio. I, I use Pixie set. So I just kind of like send them to, you know, my Pixie set with the um, little, um, like, you know, t- tagging. So like, Pixie set, emilyjenksphotography.pixieset.com slash newborn. So yeah. like, you know, I don't even have to like type that out every time, just like copy and paste. Like, right. here but, you go. But most people aren't doing even that. They're not even linking to that subset. They're just linking to the main page. So that's really great that you're doing that. Okay, what else what else is working or really helped you get get going? So, yeah. Um another thing um I did was to make sure like SEO, like it's Sounds complicated, but it's just really just boring. So <laughs> it's hard to like get into it. Um, but once you kind of know what to do with SEO, just plug in the right keywords in the right place. Um, I did that from the beginning. Now, I don't know when it happened, but somebody the other day was like, Emily, you're number one in this search term. And I was like, yay. Um, but, you know, it does take time. <laughs> but I'm glad I started that from like day one. Well, were you targeting because San Francisco is such a big market? Were you tagging or were you targeting some of the more specific like subset types of keywords instead of going for just San Francisco photographer? Were you being strategic about how you were targeting those keywords? Yes. Yeah, so I um, strategic for sure for San Francisco City Hall wedding photographer, because that's my main like thing. Um, I'm there like one to six weddings a week. It's amazing. Wow. And I love it. Oh, that's amazing. You know, then you're, during the yeah. week. During the week. It's it's like, um, you know, especially because I'm a mom, like, I, you know, it's nice to just be be concentrating during the week I still do a lot of shoots at nights and weekends I do a lot of shoots I do like six to 13 shoots full shoots a week wow um week after week yeah (laughs) it was intense (laughs) so this break is like okay Emily this is my rest time like I need to rest my body um yeah but anyway so that and then San Francisco family photographer um is what I did family photographer I'm not in number one yet in like the organic search but in the map searches I am 
in it. So that's my other thing. Google my business is like huge because you do show up in that little map. Um, and I do get a lot of newborn clients from that because I think what happens is when people like my neighbor neighbor is like, you know, search for newborn in-home newborn photographer since my address is so close to them, like, I think I pop up number one. This is my guess, but I'm number one for some reason for, like, family and newborn. Well, that that is very smart, though, to do that, to get yourself listed on the map. I think that helps a ton. Yeah. So Google My Business has been amazing in that sense. And then also um, another tip is when you do search for, like, San Francisco photographer, family photographer, whatever your keyword is, um, you'll, you get a bunch of like, you know, other photographers, but you'll also get a bunch of lists that, you know, like peer space or whoever lists like expertise, like they will list San Francisco's top family photographers. What you can do for the most, most part is you can contact them and be like, Hey, can you put me on that list? <laughs> like I was like a month into my business and somebody put me on that list, but they verified that, you know, it was a good business. I had some Yelp reviews. And, you know, they like my photos. So they're like, okay, but you know, that was like instant number one on Google, because I asked, you didn't pay (laughs) for that listing, you just these were like, these were just lists. And you were like, hey, I should be on that list, you should know I exist. And then they checked you out. And they're like, yes, you should. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. Good yeah. advice. You, you're <laughs> <Yes>. clever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how I ran into that trick, but I did. And yeah, I'm on like at least two of the lists right now. So there are ranking. That's awesome. Do you have any other tips you want to share before we get into a different topic? Or do you want to jump into the other topic? <laughs> um, so I think my final tip is that I had like having a launch or revamp event, um, like whether it's like a trade show, which is not possible right now, unfortunately, but <laughs> that's what I did. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to start my business in two, like, I'm going to start my business. And I had this like trade, well, family fall fast, um, where there's like 500 families. And I was like, today's my first day in business who wants photos. Um, but you know, like having it, but you can do that with like Instagram, like giveaways with like somebody big or something like that, which like puts you in front of like so many like ideal clients at once, I think really helps. Even if you don't like, you know, get a paid client right away from it. Um, you might have to do a giveaway, but it's really helpful. And maybe that's an opportunity for all of us when we emerge, we can have a relaunch event (laughs) (laughs) when we emerge into the world yet again. I know, even doing giveaways right now is kind of sticky because people are like, oh, you know, why are you trying to like monetize? I don't know. Some people get, so I'm staying away from those right now. (laughs) I know. It's a really sensitive time with any kind of marketing because, and I've seen that too, where anybody who's advertising anything paid, people are like, well, why are you advertising like no one can afford anything and we're everyone's giving things away for free. So you should too. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, but businesses still have to make money. So anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into, uh, a little bit of the mindset as a parent when you, and you had kind of, I don't know how much you like have identified yourself as what you do, you know, like we all, I think have some, to some extent of this, we might, not fully identify ourselves based on our professions, but like a little bit of who we are is tied into our professionals or our professions and our, you know, parenting status, etc. So as a lawyer, when you are starting out, and also as a parent, I'm sure you felt as many do this kind of feeling that you're just like, the parent or the mom with the camera, the hobbyist that kind of like, whatever, how seriously do you take it? So how do you kind of like, 
how do you think about that? How did you get beyond that both personally and if, if it was even necessary outward, outwardly? Yeah. So like, you know, the term momtographer, I guess, <laughs> is it, it does have a stigma of, you know, somebody that's just kind of like giving away photos for free. You're like $75 <laughs> like I did in the beginning. Um, it is like a confidence thing, too. And I feel like I do fit that mold so much. Um, but at the same time, um, I knew like, you know, when I should start charging more a little bit, even if it's a little bit at a time. So my momtographer herself is like, don't jump a hundred dollars. Like, you know, you just need to go $25 at a time. And that's, that was my comfort zone and it still is. Um, but yeah, it, it's just funny. Like I didn't know that term, I guess, until like I was in it and I was like, that's, that's kind of fitting my personality. Like, you know, I, I do give away my photos for way cheaper than, you know, a lot of other photographers in the market. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it my way. And I, you know, i booking clients left and right, but also being profitable. Like I'm, you know, I don't know how much money other people make, but I made six figures in my first year of business. Like, but, but, you know, I did it on purpose because I felt like that was where the market is. And so, you know, in the sense, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm making any sense, but <laughs> I'm like a mom photographer, but also like, you know, don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you obviously have, you obviously have really great, like both business sense. And then obviously you have really great photography to offer, which allowed you to jump in and just like hit the ground running. So how far in were you? I don't remember if I asked you this. How far in were you when you then went to pretty much full-time photography? When so was that September leap? last year. So I was going to keep going till hopefully I got my holiday bonus in December. But I just couldn't like I couldn't manage both anymore. I couldn't work full time. And then also like I, I had too many shoots to just, you know, work on my lunch break or whatever. So I just had to make that jump. <laughs> and I was editing like crazy at night. And, you know, it was just too much. Yeah. So and I was at a place where my income was about the same as my attorney job, um, you know, minus expenses. That's a biggie. But um, so I was able to do it. And of course, this happened. I'm like, oh, I should have stayed. But there's no way it was <laughs> impossible to stay. <laughs> yeah, not something that was super predictable at the time. Yeah. And that, that was hard too to let go of like such a, you know, like I, I was an attorney for 10 years. So like letting go of that identity too, like for the longest time, I was just like, yeah, but I'm an attorney too. But now I don't even like kind of, well, now I do because I'm still doing a little bit of legal work. But it, it's, it was a, a weird switch because everybody knew me as an attorney and they're like, wait, what? You're a photographer now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I do find it. Yeah. Sometimes even still after all these years, sometimes I find when I say if I, I don't feel like I can just say like, oh, I'm a photographer. Like I feel like I have to define it and somehow be like, but I'm not just, you know, doing it as a thing. Like it's like full time. <laughs> like, no, take me seriously. I don't know. It's it's a funny kind of yeah, mindset. It, I'm good. I'm glad to hear like somebody else feels that way. I don't know why, but it just, yeah, <laughs> it's there. But I've also seen it. Um, we have, God, I feel, I don't know if I should say this. I can always cut it out if I decide not to. So we bought a, a Tesla a year and change ago. And I, when I drive it to photo shoots, and we did buy it as like, we kind of like share a car. So nobody's car is anybody's car. But when I've driven it to photo shoots in the past, I've actually had multiple people say, 
what's your husband do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are we just assuming that like what I do isn't real and that like this couldn't be mine? Whatever. I mean, we do share it, but still, I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, that is so interesting. See, that perception is like really, you know, it's it's so yeah. I don't. Maybe that's why we kind of have to justify like saying things like, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not just a photographer, you know. Yeah, that's why it is. So, it's just. Even though, like, yeah, some, I was at shooting a wedding and, like, you know, I was having my meal or whatever and someone's like, oh, so, you know, why did you quit being an attorney? Like, you must have been making so much more money. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm making more money doing photography now than, like, yeah, when I started out, sure. But, like, now I, like, I was on track to, like, double my income last year till this happened. Yeah, right. But, oh, man. You know, <laughs> but it, if it went that in that pace, like, I would have made way more minus expenses again but you know so it's just funny how people like think that way yeah and I don't know that there's a right answer it's just like yeah it's a challenge it is for sure so last thing how are you feeling in current times like what's your mindset on what's next and how you're preparing yourself are you just taking it easy because like for me I know I am like complete crap on social media right now because right now just to have this conversation my kids are downstairs playing minecraft and watching the disney plus you know on tv and like in any given day there's just not a lot of time for this stuff so are you finding that you're using this time to like uh up you know like do awesome marketing create content get yourself ready or are you just like oh i've got my cup of coffee and i'm gonna like never shower <laughs> Where on that scale do you fall? <laughs> I do both. <laughs> I don't like showering <laughs> when I don't have to leave the house. <laughs> so I do that too. And I've been cooking and baking a lot. I am so mad my grocery store has been out of East for like four weeks. That is like a national same problem. <laughs> if a crisis ever happens, I'm not stocking up on toilet paper. I'm stocking up on East. And, <laughs> like, yes, yeast, yeast crisis. Yeast and flour are like gold right now for us. We had plenty of toilet paper. We had our whogivesacrap.com subscription. We were like, we're sat there, but nope, no yeast, no no flour. No yeast. <laughs> so future generation, stock up on yeast. So anyways, so I do that, but I'm a workaholic in nature. Like, I just can't. I just need to be doing something. Um, So I have been, like, writing a lot more, like, putting out blog posts. I got finished with my editing. Like I'm all caught up. I think like a week or two ago that felt really good. I haven't been fully caught up on editing and like no editing to do in like a year and a half. Since you started. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, like I still get like a couple of like clients being like, Oh, Prince and all that, which is fun. Um, I'm like, wow, I haven't had this time. So like, yeah, I do a lot of cooking, but also like I, um, I'm building like different pages for like different, you know, like I have a city hall wedding um, page, but I'm like trying to build a maybe elopement page because I feel like that's going to be big. So many people not being able to do big weddings, they're going to be looking for elopements. So I feel like that's the next thing I want to focus on. Um, so that's what I'm doing. That's my on my agenda for today. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, I actually think as a city hall wedding photographer, you're in a great spot when things do open back up because you won't have to worry. I mean, I don't know if you also do big, big weddings, but you won't have with those weddings, you won't have the fear of I'm like terrified. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Like there's not going to be multiple hundred people weddings. Yeah, They're just not going to be happening. But I know. if I had to walk into a room with like 
500 people today I'd be like I can't do it (laughs) I know I saw a picture today of like it was somebody's wedding and I think you know not in the U.S. it was overseas in Asia somewhere um but every guest was wearing a mask like at a church and there was about probably like 100 people and I was like oh like it was you know that it's like that's a photo I never thought I would ever take like you know somebody's wedding and just everybody wearing a mask so that was a powerful image and I was like wow like is that what it's maybe even in the fall if people do go through with big weddings because I have a bunch coming up um July on and we're all holding out hope but I'm like whoa maybe I will be taking one of those photos where everybody's wearing masks how do you feel? Know. Do you feel like when you get back to shooting even smaller outdoor things, do you think you'll wear a mask? Um, I don't know. Like right now, like as of yes, this week, past weekend, San Francisco, it's mandatory. Like you have to wear a mask. Um, so before that, I was when I went to the grocery store, but not really to like when we're hiking outside. So it probably depends. But maybe City Hall, like it's since it's indoors, just to make my clients feel more comfortable. Um, but yeah. Even before all this, like, city hall was shut down, like, we were all aware, so I couldn't touch or get close to clients, you know, before it shut down, like, like, we're still allowed to shoot, so we were doing it, but I was like, this is so weird trying to pose you without grabbing your hand and be like, here, (laughs) so I had to get used to that already, I'm like, wow, it's like a yoga instructor, you kind of just say, and then your right hand. (laughs) It is definitely going to be a new normal, even, you know, when I have, I couldn't even I've been spending way too much time. It's unhealthy, like reading articles, trying to get a sense of when things are going to open up and less because I'm like eager to get back to work, but more like I'm okay with waiting and being safe more. I think that I'm like, I'm okay with crawling in a hole and I don't want to come out too soon. (laughs) I'm like freaking myself (laughs) out, but I'm just doing too much of it. But I think, you know, it, standards are going to change like where before it would have been super weird as a photographer Mm -hmm. to wear a mask I think that that might be a thing that we end up going to weddings wearing masks and going to shoots wearing masks I mean it's not a bad idea so we're obviously we can't read the future so this is more like we'll we'll go back and listen to this and be like oh my gosh remember when this all this craziness was happening but you know to, to anybody who's listening I hope you're doing well. I know this is a really hard time for photographers because unless you are shooting stock photography or inanimate objects in your home or, you know, studio if you can, uh, if we shoot people, we're not shooting people right now. So it's pretty tricky. So I wish you all, I'm sending you all distanced pretend hugs and thinking of everybody. Um, Emily, where can people find you if they want to check out your work firsthand, see some of what you have to offer? Yeah, so it's pretty easy. They're all Emily Jenks, J-E-N-K-S, photography.com. Um, and then my Instagram and uh, Facebook is also Emily Jenks Photography. Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes too. And uh, yeah. yep, go check out her work. Emily, thank you for sharing and thank just coming you. to I'm like, so <laughs> just coming to help me predict the future. Buy masks. Right, yes. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.